Hello and welcome to the Today Not Tomorrow podcast. My name is Oscar Isaacson and this podcast is brought to you by CrossFit TNT. On May 27th, that's Memorial Day, we are going to celebrate 10 years as an affiliate. We're going to work out, we're going to do Murph, we're going to barbecue, we're going to head to the pool afterwards too. So May 27th, make sure you get signed up. We've emailed out some surveys. Uh, there's going to be a potluck involved. We want to know how many people are coming so we know how much stuff to get. Uh, it's going to be a fun day. Today, we're going to talk about nutrition. This is a question I get all the time. You see it in the in the news. You see it in the media. You see about different athletes using this maybe, and that is intermittent fasting or just fasting. There's a couple with different approaches you can have to this. There's some fasts where you go for a full day without eating. You go for two days without eating, whatever it is. I'm going to talk about the one that I have the most personal amount of experience with and the one I see uh, most athletes using or uh, or people that just try and use uh, the approach to get fitter and reach their goals. And that is the 16-hour fast and 8-hour eating window. So 16 plus 8 equals 24. You get 24 hours in a day. I like this setup because it's pretty straightforward. You just have to fast for 16 hours. So that's water, that's black coffee, that's unsweet tea. No calories coming in. No calories whatsoever. If you have calories coming in, you are not fasting. If you uh, sip on a uh, BCAA drink, if you have some cream in your coffee, that is technically technically not a fast. Some people um, use those things to, to kind of get through the, the rougher patch of the fast, but um, technically a fast, no calories whatsoever. You can set this up however you want to. You can eat earlier in the day. You can eat later in the day. The one that I've used the most when I used to do intermittent fasting and the one that I see most uh, uh, most people use when they talk about intermittent fasting is to start eating at 12 p.m. and then stop eating at 8 p.m. Or maybe it's 1 p.m., cut yourself off at 9 p.m. Um, it's pretty straightforward. You have 16 hours of fasting. You had eight hours of eating. And you might think, why would you do such a thing? What's What's the benefit of fasting? There's a couple of good things that happens. Uh, first of all, most people probably stuff their face with food uh, more than they have to and more often than they should. So taking a break from eating, it's a good, uh, it's a good tool to kind of get yourself uh, reset on, on what's, am I actually hungry right now or do I feel like I just need a snack because I'm bored? What does it feel like to not eat for 16 hours? If you can't remember the last time you went that long without eating, it could be a useful experiment for you. The same uh, same thing applies to this eight-hour eating window. It, it still matters what you eat. It still matters how much you eat. Uh, some people might tell you that you're going to lose all your muscle if you don't eat for 16 hours. Your muscle is not that fragile, and as long as you're lifting weights and as long as you're getting enough protein during the eight hours that you do eat, then you are going to be just fine. I just watched an interview with Rich Froning uh, the other day, and he was using the the 16 and 8 fast, he would start eating at 1 p.m. and he would stop eating at 9 p.m. But he would still make sure that he got all his calories and all his macros in within that time right there. The guy that made this popular is Martin Burkhan. He's from Malmö, Sweden. Uh, he's got a ton of resources about the 16 and 8 approach. You can go to leangains.com to read more. And I think he just published an ebook as well. So um, 
that's a really good resource if you want to read some more, see some uh, different articles about uh, do's and don'ts and uh, all kinds of useful, useful things. It's pretty straightforward. Um, 16 hours not eating, eight hours of eating. You still have to pay attention to what you eat. You still have to pay attention to how much you eat. The benefit is that the meals are going to be larger. You can have a, a big lunch. You can have a snack. You can probably have a big dinner too. As long as you keep the calories in check, you can do two meals. You can do three meals, whatever it is. Some people prefer uh, not eating during the morning. Maybe you wake up, you're not very hungry, and you can just kind of power through. You can keep yourself busy and then focus with bigger meals later in the day. If that's just personally appealing to you, then that's a great way to try, a great reason to try the intermittent fasting. So you get bigger meals, uh, which is a nice thing. Uh, Whenever you're on a diet, it's always rough to go to bed feeling a little bit hungry. So this is a way to create a calorie deficit without having to skimp uh, too much on dinner. Those are the main benefits of the 16 and 8 approach. It forces you to draw on the fuel sources you have available already. It should be something you can do at any time. It allows you to have bigger meals. It also fine-tunes your, your hunger, hunger signals, taking a little bit of a longer break from food. is a good thing for you. Um, those are the main three reasons why I like intermittent fasting. I haven't done it in a while because I like to do uh, a lot of my workouts in the morning, uh, and I don't like to fast later in the day. So uh, there's no right or wrong. If you feel like it works well with your day, uh, go for it. That 16 and 8 can be spread out however you want to. It just has to be uh, 16 hours of fasting altogether and then 8 hours of eating altogether. Um, If you find this interesting, give it a try. Uh, Grab me at the gym if you have any questions. But it's really straightforward. There's no magic trick to it. You still have to pay attention to what you're eating and how much you're eating. For some people, it does make it easier to create a calorie deficit because you just take a break from food throughout the day. And then once it's time to eat, you can have a little bit bigger meals. I would not recommend this if you are trying to put on as much muscle mass as possible. So if you're actively trying to gain strength and muscle mass and you want to do that at a pretty good rate, then I wouldn't recommend going that long without eating anything. That doesn't mean you can't uh, put on size and muscle. Um, I just feel like a little bit more frequent eating is probably going to be beneficial for you. If you're working out two times a day, three times a day, this might not be the best approach. Uh, eating a little bit in the morning, uh, a little bit at night too, and then eating throughout the day might be, be might be necessary if you do a ton of volume and a ton of working out. Um, that's very few people. Um, you're probably not one of them. If you just do a couple of classes per week, you should be just fine going 16 hours without eating. But if you have several uh, very straining workouts throughout the day, then fasting may not be the, the best idea. But at the same time, Rich Froning was doing it and he's going to work out more than any of us all combined. I have personally done this for a long time. I did a few uh, years back while I was at Lindawood. I would just start eating at 12 p.m. and then stop eating at 8 p.m. And I thought it worked great with with school. I was able to eat before working out, uh, have a good workout, and then eat after working out too. So um, give it a try. Give it one or two weeks. See if you like it or not. I like the idea of having a bigger meal instead of having to uh, eat just a tiny little portion and, and try and spread that out throughout the day more. So I like the less meal approach and getting a little bit more on the plates.